Welcome to Culture Factor. I'm your host, Holly Shannon. Our new season looks at creators, innovators, and entrepreneurs. Why? Because the gig economy is emerging. Talent has gone to work for themselves. Whether furloughed or part of the great resignation, they've birthed the big idea, and those 57 million Americans are contributing more than $1 trillion to the U.S. economy annually. This is what the new normal looks like. You now have a front row seat to creator culture and into the places where the magic is being made. Subscribe now to Culture Factor so your ears are treated to some of the best stories around the world. And if you take the time to rate, review, and share this, please send me the screenshot and I'll give you a shout out on my show. Please reach out if you'd like to sponsor Culture Factor. It is your opportunity to be a part of a show that is ranked in the top 2% globally and heard in over 77 countries. Email holly at hollyshannon.com to be a part of this global audience. Welcome, Travis Chapel, to Culture Factor. It's so nice to have you here. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me, Holly. So I should probably tell everybody that I met you in the backseat with four other people um, at Podcast Movement. It was an Uber ride over to a party um, with Mark Cuban, and it was just like this fun, spontaneous night. I'd never met you before, but all of a sudden I was in the car with everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just want everybody to know that I met you in an Uber. (laughs) Yes, we did meet in an Uber on like the third or second or third Uber ride of the night because we hit up. <laughs> hey, um, we're not we're not giving away anything here about drinks and fun night or anything, are we? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I would be remiss if I didn't allow you to do a proper intro. And uh, the reason why I'm not reading one is after uh, looking at your website and reading about you and listening to your final podcast, I feel like I should allow you to do your intro because I think your world is about to morph and I don't want to botch it up. So do you want to tell everybody? You know, that's a fair, uh, that's a fair point because, uh, yeah, we're the next year of my life will look a lot different than the last couple of years of my life. And that is through the founding of uh, a company called Guestio, a software company. It's a completely different um, animal than a podcast business, which is what I, you know, was running for the last few years. So, uh, it's been a, a really steep learning curve. And, uh, so that was kind of the reason for stopping our releasing on my show, build your network, which we've been running for almost 700 episodes, um, and almost 2 million downloads over the course of the last four years. So, moving away from that into something that will allow me to release a little bit fewer episodes so that I can focus more on being a startup CEO, which is a totally weird transition. Um, and then, uh, and then super busy in the dad life right now, I got a two-year-old and then my daughter's nine months. And so, uh, yeah, the next couple of years are, are going to look a little bit different than the last, the last few years. How exciting, actually. It sounds like you're on the precipice of greatness. Um, Not that you haven't achieved quite a bit already. Uh, You know, it's so interesting to me. Uh, I've actually interviewed a few um, uh, app starters, if you will. And uh, they all talk about that same learning curve, although I think it exists in a a lot of different things. Um, Maybe 
Well, let's start by talking about what Guestio does. Um, you know, I, I don't like to um, turn the turn things into it like an infomercial in a podcast, but I feel like understanding why you created it um, will help people understand why I brought you on because I feel like tools that support the burgeoning gig economy uh, and entrepreneurship and and freelancers are tools that I want to share with my listeners. So um, I do, I would like you to share a little bit more about what it does. Yeah. So Guestio is essentially an online marketplace that connects content creators with guests for their show. Uh, but it is a little bit different because there's a few other products in the market to do that. We, we kind of wanted to combine some of these other, uh, you know, products that existed that were just connection tools. And we, all, we wanted to combine that with really high quality guests that are really in demand. Because the problem with a lot of these other sites, and not to you know, talk about them, they have their place and they're very needed. Um, I'm very good friends with a couple of the founders of those. Um, it's just a different, different product, essentially, because uh, when, when I was looking for a solution to the problem, I wanted to continue leveling up the people that I was talking to on my show. And so when I would go to some of these sites that were out there, they just didn't exist. I, none of those people were on there. And start asking myself that question, well, why aren't these in-demand guests signing up for these, you know, connection platforms? And the answer is that they don't need to be connected to show hosts. They already get hit up too often from a bunch of show hosts and uh, they want fewer requests, not more requests. And so you have to be able to make it worth their time. And really the only way that I knew how to make it worth somebody's time is to, um, is to put a dollar amount on the time. And uh, so that was what we ended up doing. So it's kind of like a mixture of Cameo and, uh, you know, connection platform, because on there you can get free guests, you can book free guests, but uh, you can also book paid guests, which allows us to be able to reach out to some of these like higher level, I, I hate kind of using that terminology, but um, uh, people whose time is just really in demand and don't want a bunch more requests coming into their inbox. It allows them to be able to kind of be a little bit more picky, a little bit more choosy. They set a price on how much it is to interview them. Um, and, uh, and frankly, I think that a lot of them should get paid for that because they've taken years to build up a brand enough to the point where they're that in demand. I think that they should be able to get paid a little bit for their time on that. Um, because let's be honest, the majority of shows, you know, don't have a ton of downloads. There's not a lot in it for that person. And I know that uh, a lot of the podcasting industry kind of beats it into everybody's head that like your show is awesome and blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to talk again. I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not, some, I'm not someone to talk crap on a bunch of stuff. Um, my, my point is just pointing out, pointing out uh, some sometimes painful truths, which is, you know, like if your show doesn't get that many downloads, you still have to be able to have the self-awareness to understand who, which one of us is bringing the asset to the table? Is it the guest or is it me? And for these high level folks, the majority of the time, it's going to be them. They're taking their time because they have a huge brand and they're coming on your show and you're going to associate your show with them as their brand that they've spent, you know, tens of thousands, some of them hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars building over the last decade or two decades or at least five, six, seven years. And, you know, you expect them just to drop everything and just come on your show for free to hang out, even though you have no value to offer them, you've never uh, had a relationship with them. It's just to me such a weird uh, expectation that a lot of creators uh, have. Um, and, uh, and so I just kind of wanted to make it to where, you know what, if, if you want some of these people, great, you know, just option number one is 
take the next year and a half to try to figure out a way to get it done for free, which you can do, which is what I did when I started. Exactly. I was going to say that's your, that's your build your network, but uh, exactly. we'll go back yep. to that. Yeah. Yep. And, 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 you know, it's exactly what I did and, and I'm not again, talking crap on that, on that strategy. Um, but if you got a little bit of money to spend and you don't want to wait a year and a half to interview some of the people that you really want to interview, they can go to Guestio and pay them and you can interview them next week. You know what I mean? It just, right. you're paying for that shortened learning curve. You're paying for that, um, you know, some of your own time back, which, uh, you know, that, that makes it a lot easier to wrap your mind around when you think about it that way. Yeah, no, it's a very interesting concept. And so interesting that uh, you started off with a, a very different methodology uh, with uh, build your network, your podcast, which I understand is closing, um, that you ended it, but and we'll talk about that. But uh, build your network was about you being very strategic in finding ways to learn more, uh, to uh, get under the hood of LinkedIn and move past the uh, that e connection. It was like really leveling up to the point where. If there was somebody you wanted to interview, you were strategically interviewing people that were in their circle or circling around them in some way to get to them and do it, which is the long version, which is probably why you started to recognize that there was a space for what you were creating. Yeah. Um, so what I would love to do is um, let, let's talk about the startup phase a little bit. So when you started podcasting, you literally were in a closet in a back apartment, garage apartment, um, building your, your podcast. Now your accommodations are a little bit nicer as you're building your new business. But that being said, you have different demands on you. So as an entrepreneur, as a founder, what pain points are you experiencing growing your business? Because that's what my show is about, is breaking out and doing these things. Hmm. Yeah, really easily, easiest thing to point to is just the mental health side um, of being a founder, being an entrepreneur. There's, there's uh, just like when, when, when you get the idea to start a company or a startup, especially kind of the like one that I'm that I'm building right now, where we have investor capital, we have seed capital, um, you know, we have some employees, we have uh, more than just an idea, and and we're not bootstrapping it, and we're trying to you know go big. When 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 you're coming up with the idea, it all sounds fun and glamorous, and you're thinking about the millions of dollars that you're going to make and the private jet you're going to buy after you exit and all that kind of stuff. But what you don't really think about is the sleepless nights and the, you know, it's awesome when you get a friend or mentor or somebody that you look up to, to invest in your company, but it's not awesome when you have the anxiety that goes along with, I better perform and do well and make them their money back and plus some and make it to where they're happy they invested money with me or in me, essentially. And so there's a lot of stress and anxiety that comes along with, with having a company. And it's really just, you know, something I've realized a lot lately is just, it's just the, the, the cost of admission. I mean, the price of admission, it's, it's, you know, it's pass and go. It's just part of the game that you have to learn how to cope with it, deal with it, um, relieve it, 
because it's probably not going to go away for a while and it's probably going to be uh, a difficult ride. Um, but it's the path that, that I chose and it's the path that I wanted to go down because that's the life that I, you know, wanted to live. And I, if you, if you want to live a life that nobody else can live, then you have to be willing to do the things that nobody else wants to do. And that's one of those things is being able to put yourself in a position uh, to have a large amount of success at some point, but fueled by a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of long work weeks, a lot of like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? Um, questioning yourself, all that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, it's just part, part of the process and you have to learn how to, uh, how to, how to enjoy that uh, somehow. And uh, you know, that's, that's easily the most difficult part. Like the, the intricate stuff, the ins and outs, the, you know, sales and marketing, like that's all regular business building stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the mental health side is, is the, is the side that I think would, um, it not even would, it does like stop most people. Absolutely. You know, uh, you are also, uh, a little bit at a disadvantage being a, a father with two under the age of two. Um, so you already had sleepless nights on the agenda. You already signed up for that <laughs> before you signed up for the, uh, the sleepless nights that come with a new business. Um, launched the software company one month before my daughter was born. Wow. So those, the last couple of months have been a lot better. Um, but the first six months were, were pretty rough because my son was the easiest baby in the world, but then he was starting to get up into toddler stage by the time we had our daughter who was, uh, not as easy baby, uh, which is always how it works. Um, so we had my son that was starting to get into things and running around and, you know, being mischievous. And then, uh, my daughter, uh, had a couple of health issues and I wasn't sleeping through the night very well at all. And then just started a company the month before she was born. Then I got COVID two weeks after she was born. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was the first six months or so of, uh, after, after my daughter was born, we're, we're, pr we're pretty, pretty tough, uh, pretty tough months, but she's nine months now. Um, so she, she's sleeping through the night, um, a lot better now. Um, and, uh, we're, 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 we're sleep, which means we're sleeping through the night a lot better. My wife and I, and the, uh, the company is our, our seed rounds fully funded. Uh, so that's a little bit of stress off of me, you know, so, uh, there's a few things that have happened that have made it a little bit easier, but yes, to your point. Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because there's going to always be those highs and lows in entrepreneurship. I've experienced it. Clearly you've experienced it. Um, and I think that like you said, it's, it is the price of admission. It is the cost of doing business. You can't dream of building something on your own and not expect that at all. I'm often asked, does my business need a podcast? My answer is yes, that nothing else is the fast track into thought leadership and being established and seen as the expert in your industry as podcasting. What's increasingly evident is that it's a branding machine. It kicks doors open for you to have conversations with leaders. It creates a pathway to partnerships and connections on a deeper level. You will not be your industry's best kept secret. Your ideas and business will have global reach. So step into your power. Go to hollyshannon.com to launch your podcast now. And now back to our interview. I'd love to go back a little bit to your podcast, which 
you ended on a very high note with 2 million downloads, which is incredible. And you're going to be starting another one while you have your new business. Do you want to share what that's going to be about? Yeah, it's basically just, it's kind of the same show. It's just going to be a little bit wider of a net. Um, we've been in the entrepreneurship space for a long time, talking about networking and relationship building specifically. Um, so now we're just kind of broadening that audience. We're keeping it all in the same RSS feed. So if you're currently subscribed to the show, you're going to remain subscribed to the new show. That's brilliant, um, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We didn't want to we didn't want to go compete with ourselves. So with the new show. And so we're, we're just basically rebranding and relaunching the show. Um, right now we're releasing six episodes a week. So we're going to take that down to two episodes a week, only one interview, which is the least amount of content I've put out since I started the show um, four years ago. And it'll be a little bit more all encompassing rather than just talking to business owners, and entrepreneurs, um, it will allow me to talk to people outside of that space, entertainers, athletes, people like that all always trying to you know level up the guests that's just part of what i do um so uh you know look out for some pretty cool pretty cool people that are coming on the show soon that's really awesome so if you do it once a week you're going to do interview style will you be doing um any type of uh moderation uh in between or is it strictly interviews yeah, so we're going to be doing one interview a week and then another solo show a week. Um, probably my producer might jump on some of those with me as well. So yeah, two, two episodes a week, one interview, one solo. I think that's great because it allows you to do that um, on your own schedule and not the, the guests that you're bringing on, which, you know, obviously changes the trajectory of your week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I want to share with everybody how brilliant it was that you're maintaining the same RSS feed. And for listeners who don't understand what that is, that stands for Real Simple Syndication. And it's the code, if you will, that a hosting platform assigns to your podcast. Um, I went through the same thing as I changed uh, the, my show somewhat and was wondering, do I just start a brand new one? But all the work that Travis did in build your network is not something he wants to release. He already has an audience built in that probably is pretty excited to go on a ride with Travis and see what new stuff he's going to make. So you don't want to get rid of that special code, right? Is that what the thought process was? Yeah, definitely. It's just all the hard work that you put in over the years. You know, we have like 600 ratings and 200, 300, uh, probably closer to 400 reviews. Um, you know, a couple million downloads on the feed. A uh, uh, bunch of people that are already subscribed to it. So, you know, if you start a new RSS feed, you're starting all that over from scratch again. Yeah. And uh, it's just like, why, why are we going to do that when we can just upload new artwork, change the name, and now it's a new, a new podcast, but we get to keep all of the hard work that we put in over the last four years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, for you, what do you hope to get out of these interviews? I mean, I understand that with your first podcast, it actually walked you into Guestio because, you know, you, you realized that there was something missing. Uh, with your new podcast, what do you hope to get out of that? Yeah, for the the new podcast, it's really about expanding the brand um, beyond, again, just beyond the entrepreneurship space. That's really the, the big deal with that one is that 
you know, we, we, there was a little bit of aversion sometimes with people that weren't in the entrepreneurship space that didn't resonate with like the networking message because it's such a buzzword and a lot of people have a negative connotation around it. And they're like, ah, oh, I can't really talk into that. And it was, I was trying to get them to understand like, you don't, we don't have to only talk about that. You can just come on the show. We can talk about a bunch of other stuff. And then I'll just ask about some relationships that you've built along the way, you know? Um, and uh, so I was just kind of like, we need to, we need to be able to expand on that message a little bit. And um, and then I think we kind of were bumping up against the ceiling around where we could take the Build Your Network brand. Um, and so got, having the message be a little bit broader to appeal to a little bit broader of an audience will, I think, allow us to be able to jump up to more of those, you know, not 2 million downloads over the course of four years, but 2 million downloads every year and then 2 million downloads every month. And then, you know what I mean? I think that this show is a lot more potential to be able to reach a, a much wider, bigger audience. That sounds really interesting. Um, I think as you learn things, um, you're going to want to document it. I, I'm sure I'm not inventing the wheel or this idea, but it sounds like uh, a book about what Travis is reacting to with these interviews could be a really interesting um, component to the work that you do. Hmm. Uh, so, so can you expand on that? And yeah, you know... I, I think with podcasting, um, with each episode of a podcast, we're learning something and there's some that are more profound than others. Uh, I'm sure you've had some interviews that just blew your mind and you're like, that was one of those favorite episodes you wanted to share with the world and things you learned from it and, and where it propelled you in other directions to learn other things. Um, now that you're casting a wider net with your new podcast and you're doing Travis Speaks, um, it would be interesting if the Travis Reacts could be um, like even an ebook component to it that builds towards that, that you share with your audience. Um, sorry if mm. I'm creating more work for you, but that's what I see. <laughs> no, more work for my team is what you meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, well, at least you have a team. Idea. That's a good idea. So uh, maybe that's something for you in the future. Um, so that's that's really cool. You know, uh, my podcast was created because I think so much innovation and so many great ideas have happened during this time. And it sounds like that's what you fell into, that you had your aha moment with Guestio. Do you, do you want to just share like how that happened or where that happened for you? Yeah, for me, it was just kind of scratching my own itch. You know, I, I was always wanting to level up the guests that I was bringing on. And uh, it was just a lot of hard work. The higher you go up, the more difficult it is to get a hold of people. And I was looking for a tool that would allow me to do that a little bit easier, even if I had to pay for it and but didn't see anything that existed on the market. I tried to use some of the other things that were already out there and uh, nothing really did the trick because there was nothing that existed solely for that purpose. So... I felt like, you know, I had I wanted to do something in software for a while just because I talked to a bunch of software founders and it seemed the most interesting to me. And if you can figure it out, which it's not super easy to figure it out, obviously, but if you can figure it out, the multiples that investors and other companies are willing to pay for software are just higher than any other industry that's out there in terms of starting a new business. So I always kind of was thinking about software, but I didn't want to force it. I didn't, I didn't want to just come up with a software idea for the sake of starting a software company. I, um, I just kind of had let it happen naturally and came up with this idea. I was just like, 
if, there, if, I've ever, if I've ever had an idea that would do well, then I think it actually have a potential to, to sell for a, a good amount of money. I think that it could be this one. So I felt like I owed it to myself to at least see it through and give it a shot. And so we decided to start going, like we started building it um, summer 2020 and, um, you know, soft launched beginning of this year. We're doing a launch event party out here in Vegas in a couple of months for like real uh, launch with companies. So uh, yeah, it's been just kind of a crazy, crazy year plus. I, I told someone recently, I feel like I'm almost like a business masochist because I, I keep... I keep like reinventing myself every like year and a half, every 18 months, it seems like I'm doing something new or trying something else or um, uh, doing something maybe bigger or, or building on something that I did previously. And, uh, but this seems, I think this is one of those things that I'm gonna be doing for a little while because I, I truly believe in it. And I know that the skill set will translate across to multiple ventures in the future as well. And, uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited to, to keep pushing it forward and see what we can do with it. You're an entrepreneur at heart because you constantly reinvent and build. <laughs> You'll true. always be that. <laughs> I, I think we're, we're sort of cut from the same cloth because I'm on my third. <laughs> so I, I totally <laughs> get it. I totally get it. This is so great, Travis. I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to uh, talk about all of the different uh, iterations of your world, your podcast and, and your app and, and where you're headed and maybe uh, more things coming our way. Uh, thank you for coming on Culture Factor. I appreciate of it. Of course. Yeah, this has been fun, Holly. Thanks so much for having me on. Hopefully uh, the audience gets something from what we talked about. Oh, absolutely. Uh, where can they reach you? Let's, uh, let's put that out there. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my website, my personal brand site has pretty much everything there. We're in the middle of redoing it right now. So depending on when you listen to this, you might be seeing an older version of the site, but still all my social links are there. My email is correct there. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can go to my personal site. That's travischapel.com, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L.com. Uh, you can head over there and uh, check out social or fill out the form or shoot me an email or something like that. And uh, look forward to connecting with anybody that wants to reach out. That's really cool. Now, I, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot and um, you, you don't have to say yes, but I hope you do. Um, I would love, I am relaunching um, Culture Factor for this new uh, creator culture, entrepreneurs and builders. And I will probably be doing a launch party on Clubhouse or someplace else. It could be Instagram, it could be wherever. Um, it might be a really nice opportunity for you to come on. And if people have questions about uh, the app or, or anything like that, it could be a real-time opportunity to have a little AMA with Travis Chapel if you're interested. If I am available, I will do my best to make it. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. I hope that you're going to get some sleep tonight. <laughs> ah, you and me both, Holly. You and me both. Thanks a lot, Travis. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for having me.